You're listening to Own Your Bold, an interview-based podcast for female entrepreneurs and leaders in business. I'm your host, Natalie sinizgali Katavong. Today's guest, Jessica Gaspar, is the engagement manager for the Memorial Art Gallery of the University of Rochester, where she works on creating reimagined art experiences for guests. With her focus on fun, she brings in new and different audiences, provides museum goers with meaningful connections to the collection, shares scandalous and sordid facts about art history that aren't printed on the museum labels, and makes art accessible through her Instagram stories. In her spare time, Jessica enjoys reading books, being outside, looking at otters, and photoshopping images of herself with fellow art lover and collector Leonardo DiCaprio. Jessica, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Natalie. It's very exciting. I am so excited. There's no way I'm going to be able to keep myself together today. You know, like in SNL when like the actors are laughing like while they're doing their thing. That's going to be me today because I literally think you're the funniest person. Thanks so much. On the planet. No pressure for me to be funny today, right? <laughs> this made me laugh. Her, um, we have a questionnaire people fill out before they come on the on the podcast. One of the questions is, what are some of the options for a topic you'd like to discuss with Natalie for the benefit of our, our audience? And then she said, Insta stories and polls, making higher level academic snooze fest information into a fun, easily digestible story, the importance of colloquializing language and boobs and art. So like, that's, that's it. That's you in a nutshell, babe. Yeah. Thanks so much. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for you to share with our listeners who should at this point already all be following you. What's your, (laughs) uh, what's your Instagram handle? Um, It's artstagram5. Perfect. Okay. Tell me a little bit. What is your job? How did you get this? How is this even a job? How did you come to it? Yeah, I got really, really lucky. So my background is in literature um, and I worked at the University of Rochester in an IT department for a couple of years. Um, And like the people were great, but the job was really terrible. I was looking at spreadsheets all day. Um, And also, like, I had to report to work at 8 o'clock in the morning, um, which, as you know, just doesn't work for me. Yeah, we had to push this back, like, (laughs) in each of us. I was like, "Um, I'm running late. And she's like, oh, thank God, me too. (laughs) So one day I got to work at 8.03, and my manager was like, you need to make more of an effort of being on time. And I was like, you know, this is not working for me. Um, Did you have, like, an office moment where you, like, took the printer outside and, like... (laughs) stapler oh my god um so then I saw that the mag had a job opening in membership and during my interview the man that interviewed me we actually spent the interview time talking about literature because he also has a background in literature so then I was really surprised when a couple weeks later he called me and was like hey you got the job and I was like but do you even know like what my skills are um and he didn't but that was fine (laughs) I feel like that's how decisions are made these days yeah right like it's like do I like this person do they seem smart enough to be able to learn what the job actually is exactly yeah go from there right and that's what he said he was like well I could tell based on like the books that you read and how you express yourself that you'd be a good fit so that's how I got the job which is really exciting um and then from there it just kind of evolved into my job now which is uh what do I do? Oh. <laughs> you, I, to my my knowledge of what you do is that you're on Instagram literally all day, um, just posting stories about boobs and yeah. art and photoshopping Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. into your feed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not actually your job though. <laughs> um, so my my job now, I work in marketing. I'm the engagement manager. So basically, what happened was, um, I realized as a young person working in a museum 
that like I never saw other young people in the museum and then it just so happened that at the time that I was hired we were working on our strategic plan which is like where do we see ourselves going in the next five to ten years um, and one of the initiatives was to get more young people into the museum so then um, just learning about art I realized how like, boring it is boring no <laughs> it is. the language is so heavy and convoluted in things people would talk about um like art nouveau and all of these fancy art movements and i was like i don't know what this means and then i would google it and it would be like art nouveau is an art movement and i'm like but that doesn't help me <laughs> so so basically in order for me to understand it i had to water it down probably to like an elementary school level i actually bought an elementary school book on like that's how I learned because it was just so a higher level and so academic and I felt like if I with my background in literature can't understand it what about people who didn't go to college or like have no even a hint of interest in art how could they understand it so that's how the Instagram thing started it was basically me just being like how can I make this fun and accessible and not so intimidating that people will avoid the museum because I feel like that's what happens. Like you hear like, oh, it's a museum. You know, I, I, I don't have a tweed jacket with elbow patches. I can't go. Wait, you don't? I, surprisingly, <laughs> I don't. I don't even, yeah. I, it's sad. I should buy one. <laughs> They're probably sold in the gift shop. Probably. And we probably should. Yeah. So that's, that is honestly, I love that you had that experience yourself and then you, you realized that you were not the only one having that experience yeah. instead of being like, wow, I must be dumb. You were like, wait a minute, I'm not dumb. Right. Like right. <laughs> this, this system is, is dumb. And I love that you're, you're able to normalize these concepts. I mean, humans then are not really all that different from humans now, right? Mm -hmm. Like we still have, you know, our hearts still beat the same way. Like yeah. we are probably driven by very similar things. And so it was really just, it sounds like a language, maybe cultural barrier. Yeah, it, absolutely. I felt like it was a huge cultural barrier. And then I don't, like I would just ask my friends like, hey, have you ever been there? And everyone's response was like, oh, only that one time on that elementary school field trip. And then I was like, do you remember anything? And everyone was just like, I, I just remember the boobs. Like, there were a lot of boobs. Um, and there are a lot of boobs. And you're like, <laughs> okay, wait, we're onto something. People love boobs. People love boobs. <laughs> so, yeah, so then I just took that information and, again, just thought of different ways to make art accessible. So now um, at the museum, I run a bunch of uh, tours. They're called detours. They're like quirky theme tours where I pair art with things that aren't typically directly related to art so like I have a Harry Potter and art tour coming up this month how do we look at art through the lens of Harry Potter and then make those connections and also just to make it more fun because to be honest like sometimes going to a museum is not the most fun thing in the world um and sometimes it is <laughs> but it, it is if they go with you honestly right. oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope like that's what I hope to do yeah yeah and I mean my husband is super into art and I am, it's funny because people see me as a photographer and they're like, oh, you're an artist. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get paid to take pictures. There's a really big difference. And so for me, you know, my husband would be like, oh, like, let's go to the museum. I'd be like, you know, eye roll. Like, right, yeah. me, me and, you know, uh, a teenager would have like the exact same reaction. Mm -hmm. We're just like, oh, do we have to go? Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, well, is Jess there? <laughs> <laughs> so that's incredible. So they hired you as an engagement manager mm -hmm. and you, you know, at the strategic meeting were like, wow, we need to have like some younger pulses in here. Mm -hmm. So then were you immediately like social media is the answer? No. So really the first thing I did, this was five years ago. 
Um, it was in September after our big clothesline festival, and I was like, hey, I think we should have a Halloween party. And I, like, wrote up this little draft thing of, like, oh, you know, maybe we'll get, like, 50 people. We could play our organ and have spooky music. We could do, like, themed drinks. And I sent it over to our director, Jonathan Binstock, and he loved the idea. And he was like, you know, just, just run with it. Um, I'm really lucky because everyone there is, like, so flexible. And, you know, they want us to try new things. And, like, even if we fail, it's okay because, like, we learned something. So that Halloween party ended up being, like, enormous. We had over a 1,000 people at the museum. <laughs> I, crazy. And, I mean, everything went well. Like, I, I was really anxious that, you know, something was going to happen to the art. But everyone... It was really cool. Like, even in costume, like, people were still super respectful. This was, like, day seven of your job. And you were like, <laughs> um, please don't sit on the sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, like, three months in. Um, so it was Mag Museum of the Dead. So now it's a Halloween party that we throw every year. And literally, like, every year we get over a 1,000 people. And it's crazy, but also amazing. And now we found in the past four years that people dress up like works of art from our collection, which is really, really cool. Um, and they take their costumes super seriously. So it's a lot of fun. So, right. Sorry. So, yeah. No, that's okay. Oh, the event so, was the first thing. And yeah. then, I mean, the social media ties into that. Um, but I don't run Mag's social media account because I'm not professional enough. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. that. So, <laughs> so your Instagram handle is artstagram5, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, the mag or you know right. whatever it is, you're not the official feed. What was the the discussion behind that and how did you guys come to that decision? Yeah, the person that does run our Instagram, Meg Colombo, she does a great job differentiating voices between our different programs and our different audiences and also again just like keeping it professional because we are an academic institution and we are affiliated with the University of Rochester and that's not something that I can do or something that I want to do because to me it's just like all boobs all penises all day long like that's what I want to show yeah you're a teenage boy I'm a teenage boy Um, and we just can't do that so we yeah thoughtfully made that decision and then it's also nice that I have my own feed because then it's like well it's associated with the mag but um it's mine so I can post pictures of myself with Leonardo DiCaprio it totally relates it's a it's a large portion of your feed yeah (laughs) my husband loves it (laughs) um so that makes sense so you're you're sort of an offshoot of the mag and you you represent them but you from what I can tell you really only represent them to the audience that you wouldn't be offending exactly yeah that makes a lot of sense. And if, I mean, for me, you're the only account. I, I don't even know if I follow the, the other account. I shouldn't say that out loud, but that might be true. So, um, you should. It's Mag Rochester. Yeah, perfect. Follow them. It's going to be super um, PC and <laughs> yeah. devoid of body parts. So I'm curious, are you, you post these really epic stories. Your, I mean, your main feed posts are also hysterical. They, they tend to be like art memes. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, a classical piece of art and then you know a caption like when Bay doesn't bring home the takeout that you asked for and it's like someone looking really like <laughs> unhappy like so forlorn. your your stories for me are just like so epic I've honestly never seen anything like that oh my gosh thanks so much I think that they're incredible and your use of polls the poll feature in Instagram story is, is what advances the story so talk to me about how you how do you prep for those I mean those are the first I mean the the me and me like sees them and is like these are hysterical but then like the very second thought is 
oh my god this must have taken hours (laughs) to put together because I know how like you know my my very basic Instagram stories take me a long time (laughs) so how do you prep for those where do you get your ideas Um, and then how do you actually like implement the posting so that's a really great question so I get the ideas just from things that I'm interested in or things that I don't know about so I did a story about Indian goddesses a couple weeks ago Um, And I was, like, really terrified because I had no, like, I didn't know anything about Indian goddesses. Um, And it was really interesting because there's this one Indian goddess that, like, kills all these men. Um, So it was cool. Uh (laughs) (laughs) End of story. That was actually the whole. (laughs) That was all the story. She wears their heads in a necklace. Um, Look at this massacre. It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, right, really it's just things that I'm interested in and things that I can explain So I do a lot of research just because, again, like the breaking down of art history language, um, it takes some time. Like, what is dataism? And then it's like whole articles about weird art. And you're like, this is why I don't go to art museums. Um, (laughs) So then like taking that and turning it into like, why was this important? And what time in history did this like made this happen? They're super informative. Thanks so much. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning. Which is good. I want people to learn. And, like, the most important thing for me is just learning, is just for people to know, like, how cool art is and how it has so many ties to what's going on in history. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've gotten, you know, you've done the research, you're like, okay, I finally understand what this really obscure dry topic is. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Where do you get your your source material and, like, how do you structure out the story? Mm, That's a really good question. So I get my source material. um, We have a library at the museum, so that's really helpful. Um, like an most, actual physical library? Like an actual physical... Like so you it's like a room. Out. It's a room. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> um, so sometimes I'll like take a couple books out, um, but mostly it's the internet. So actually what I do first is I Wikipedia something, and then I go to like real sources to confirm that... Just because Wikipedia is so easily digestible. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. Is it real? And then... <laughs> so like Wikipedia plus Snopes, and then yeah. you're done. And then... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got it. So then I do the real research on like, you know, a .org or .edu website, and then the story... That's... I... <laughs> do they come together or differently like every time they is it do just come kind of organic together diff- differently every time I think it just depends on like my mood and like what I've had for breakfast or like how much coffee I've had and then like how I start it and I mean you know like sometimes you start a story and you hate it so you just rework it so it is a lot of writing um but it's all it's like fun things yeah, so it's trial and error. You don't trial have like, error, right. a hard system where like this is your process every exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, and then I look for pictures to match up with um, the words I have, um, and then the polls I do at the last minute, just on the go, like whatever comes to me. I make sure that I don't think a lot about the polls because they're supposed to be like impulsive um, and less structured. Got it. Yeah. And actually speaking of, so I'm going to read just like a quick panel from one of them. This one is, uh, what's her name? Oh, her name is Yayoi Kusama. Right. That's why you said it. (laughs) She's a Japanese artist um, and her stuff is like really weird, but also super cool. Um, And super phallic. Super phallic. Yeah. Right. So the the panel is, it's a photo of her surrounded by penises. Yeah. But not real ones, obviously. But. Right. <laughs> if only. Um, are these sculptures or they like? They are. So they're like soft, pl- 
blush. I mean, I've never felt one because you're not allowed to touch art. <laughs> but That's actually a theme in a lot of your stories. It's like, just don't touch the art. Oh, it's really hard. Um, not the penises, though. I think they're more soft and squishy because <laughs> they're made of fabric. Perfect. So so the, the page in the story says, she was fascinated and repulsed by wieners. There's a photo of her looking, like, very conflicted. She's surrounded by all these, like, sculptures and or, like, stuffed animal penises. And then the poll says, every woman ever, which got 75% response. <laughs> And then they look pretty soft, 25%. So, I mean, that's that's fun. And then the other, the other one that I really liked, um, you had a story about an art thief. And these are, I mean, how many pa- like panels are these? Like, they're 20 to yeah. 30 sometimes yeah. um, for a story. Um, who is this guy that we're oh, in the story? Oh, so his name is Vincenzo Perugia. Perfect. And so <laughs> he, so this, this story is about, uh, he stole something from the Louvre, He stole right? the Mona Lisa. Oh, the Mona Lisa. Yeah. I've heard of that. And so I think four or five panels and it's, it's a photo of him. It's like his mugshot, right? Yeah, but he's like a fox. He's hot. And, and also like bad boy high. Totally. Yeah. And like, see, that's, that's eternal. That's timeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, her caption says the real thief, an Italian man named Vincenzo Perugia wrote a letter to an art dealer in Florence and was like, Buongiorno, I have the painting. I stole it con l'intenzione of bringing it back to Italia. It belongs in Florence. Sono un hero. Let's meet and conversare in person. And then the poll is Actual text, which got 54%, and then dat bone structure, which got 46%, which is what I voted for. Um, So, honestly, I mean, how... What a great way to relate to these stories because, like, you know, when you hear about them in history class, it's almost hard to believe that these things even really happened. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, you know, like something got stolen. I know it got returned because, like, it, it's back in the loop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just sort of loses the element of... I don't know, like sex and like, yeah. you know, drama and mm-hmm. suspense and, you know, humor, mm-hmm. which is how I, I love that you're, I just think that you're just so, you have this knack for making these things Thanks fascinating so and like relevant. Thanks. I'm wondering, do you ever have censorship issues either from, from your job or from Instagram? Um, so from my job, yeah, once I posted a picture, so we have, um, What is too far? <laughs> like, I can't even imagine it based on what I've seen. So we have a painting by this French artist, uh, Bouguereau upstairs, and it's a woman, and she has, like, a stern look on her face. It's, like, really quizzical, furrowed brow. Um, and on my feed, I captioned it, like, when you get a random dick pic, so dick pic was the line dick pic was the line and I was like you know that's fair but also like isn't that like that was my reaction when I was at like what it's it's Tuesday morning I haven't had my coffee yet why why am I receiving this um (laughs) so yeah so that one I mean it wasn't I wasn't told to take it down but it was kind of just like (laughs) vaguely encouraged I I wonder if maybe this picture is a good idea and I was like that's fair. Noted. Yeah. Um, have you had any issues with Instagram? I haven't. Not that I know of. And I think it's because, like, a sculpture of a boob is different than, like, a real li- life boob, I guess. Sort of. Sort of. Right? I mean, they still have nipples. nipples. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fascinating. I don't know. I think it's because it's under, like, the guise of art, so it's different. Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think Instagram proper follows us, so right. hopefully they're not going to be listening to the podcast. Like we got to shut this down. Yeah. 
do your parents follow your feed? <laughs> oh, so my mom does. Um, but she's European, so, like, everything's fine. Um, you know, she was born and raised in Naples, Italy, which was once the prostitution capital of the world. Really? Yeah, fun fact. Um, now so it's, like, the pizza capital of the world. It's the pizza, yeah, and, like, the food capital. And also they have a lot of art there. So, really, she's, like, fine with anything. And then some days, you know, she'll be like, you know, Jace, I feel like you don't talk about Italian artists enough. And like, okay, yeah, I get it. But like, there's other artists from other times. Yeah. That's her main complaint. That's like her main concern. It's not like talking about dick pics or anything. It's like, mm, there's so many. The Renaissance is because of us, you know? So, yeah. Dad. I also love when you type out your mom's accent. Oh, yeah. In any post that's about your mom. Yeah. And it's so spot on. I can hear it. Like my grandmother, like echoing in my head. <laughs> That's incredible. So what else would you like to share, like your your experiences with social media or really anything that you'd love to share with our audience? I think it's fun. Just it's really fun when people write back and they're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that like because of World War Two, all of this, this and this happened in art. That's really exciting to me. And then it's also fun. And I mean, this happened to me like one time. But I was in Wegmans and someone was like, oh my god, I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. So that's always exciting. I'm sure like you get that all the time. Someone is like, hey, you took pictures of my wedding 18 years ago. And you're like, (laughs) I was 12. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is fun to be a little bit of a local celebrity. I mean, you have quite a few followers. Uh, Yeah, not, yeah. A couple K? Like, no. You've got to be close. I, th- I think it's just like 1K. 1K? Yeah. I think that that's not accurate. I'm going to check right now. <laughs> yeah. What about, so like as far as actual results for the mag, like mm-hmm. are you driving people to the mag? Like what is the, what's the result? Yeah, that's a really great question. So I mean. You have, you have 1,800 oh. followers by the way. <laughs> that rounds up to 2,000, but continue. <laughs> so I think, I mean my hope is that with, the Instagram, and then also, like, the other programs that I'm actually doing for my job, <laughs> that it would drive up um, visitor attendance. And we do this thing called $5 Fridays once a month, which is really cool. It's just, like, a Friday night where we're open late and people can come in for $5. And I have noticed that when we have those, it's, like, an influx of younger people. And also I notice um, more people posting memes, which is really exciting to me because it's, like, my favorite first way for people to engage in art, like, seeing it. And then, like, making something funny happen. Because also then when you laugh, you're more likely to remember an experience. So, and I just love that, like, the first thing people see when they come to the museum or, like, the first thing that they remember is, like, laughing and having fun and, like, maybe making a little bit of fun of a sculpture or painting. Positive memories. Positive memories, yeah. And then, like, from laughing, they're more likely to actually learn about the art. So how that kind of all cycles back. That's awesome. Any any parting wisdom for business owners who are, or even um, just people that are running, you know, social media feeds? Where's a good place to start if you've got kind of a dry topic and you want to make it interesting? Ooh, oh man, that's a good question. I think probably always starting with like sexy things is really fun. <laughs> Find the sex in Find, yeah. <laughs> whatever you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> like even, I mean, I have people who are engineers that follow like one specific engineer, and he's like, I've never been to the museum, but you know, like after seeing this one story about boobs, I I might want to consider coming. So I think just, yeah, finding any kind of fun in it or just making your own fun around a topic, if that's possible. Some things that's not um, <laughs> you had good source material for sure. Yeah, definitely. There was a lot of body parts. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right, Jess. So how can people follow you on social? And if they happen to be local to Rochester, how can they engage with the, the uh, Memorial Art Gallery? Um, so they can find me on social, on Instagram, Artstagram5. Um, and then just going on the MAG website, mag.rochester.edu. Um, and I'm there, like, pretty regularly, you know, because it's a full-time job. Um, <laughs> so they can find me that way. Sometimes I'm just, like, randomly walking around the museum, and then I'll just go up to people and be like, hey, did you know this artist was shot? And that's always, like, a really fun. They're like, oh, my God, that's awful. Um, so that's always, like, a fun thing. Then it's, like, me finding people. Do you ever, um, like, freak people out? Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be talking to people in, in real life with my name tag on. Yeah. <laughs> Full options are just stay in your office or please security help me. <laughs> And then, like, are there other, I mean, other museums have to be, is this part of a movement? Like, are other museums doing these things? I know art memes are kind of on the rise. Yeah, art memes are definitely on the rise. So I don't know about other museums in Rochester, but I know, like, as a whole, museums across America are seeing, um, like, downward trends in membership because uh, people don't want to really commit to anything anymore. And people that go to museums are dying. Right. Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> not at the real, museum, but it's a real problem. I mean, younger people, you know, like we work, we have a side hustle, making dinner takes a really long time. It's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so especially if your mom's Italian and taught you how to cook. Uh, yeah. Is every recipe your mother teaches you, does it take like seven days it to make? It takes like seven days and then it takes like two minutes to eat it and you're like, was it was it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Pay off here. Yeah. Your husband's like happy, but you're like sad <laughs> right and the yeah. dishes just keep piling up uh, so it is harder for young people to find time just and also money because like crippling student loan debt is real so um instead of pushing membership museums across the country are kind of pushing like museum experiences and like one-off events um and just different programming that appeals to all types of different people instead of like this is just a lecture about the academics of art so we're finding it is a trend that's incredible. I mean, definitely check out your local museums um, and see if, if you can learn something. Or if yeah. there's a sassy creature working at your local museum like Jessica. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope that there is at every museum. Um, so, Jess, thank you so much for your time thanks today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, we will – maybe I'll come by the museum. Soon. Oh, my gosh. You should, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a tour. Ah, I promise it'll be fun. I would love it. A detour? Yeah. I actually – I didn't get that until you said it out loud. Like I've I've read it detour, mm -hmm. and I never it never put it together that that's a word, like another word, another, <laughs> like, like a real word other than tour. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much, Jess. We'll see you again. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Own Your Bold podcast. For show notes, resources, freebies, and more, visit ownyourbold.biz. Or come see what we're up to on Instagram and Facebook at Embolden Biz. Till next time.